It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. I'm Paul. Connor, you're here. I know last time we were like five minutes in. You're like, oh, by the way, Connor's here. So hi, Connor. How's it going? Hey, I'm good, man. Thanks. It's it's an honor to be here. Um, I'm excited. Are you uh, excited that your beard is growing back as well and you don't look 12 anymore? Never looks 12, but appreciate the compliment. You're saying that... Love a compliment? Huh? Is looking twelve a compliment? No, I I, did, I didn't look twelve. I think you were just jealous of my sharp jawline. <laughs> I, I think you're masking the fact that you were super jealous of my incredibly sharp jawline. It, that's got. I, I put Sam Hewen to shame with my jawline. Yeah, well, if uh, we hang out with Sam in Scotland, we will make sure to compare jawlines. Oh. Just shave your beard off right at that point. Just be like, let compare. Be fire Instagram picture. Oh, my God. We have a very special guest uh, joining us today. She is an author of books uh, such as Drink Like a Bartender, her newest book out, Nectar of the Gods, which I'm pretty sure like we should just start calling whiskey Nectar of the Gods just in general, because um, I just think that, yeah. It's the water of life. It's the water it of life. Um, I really like like the right below, like the nectar of the gods in the book. It says from, uh, I think I'm going to say this right, from Harris Hurricane to Appletini of Discord, 75 mythical cocktails to drink like a deity. I feel like a badass even saying that. Taya Angst, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, welcome. Uh, glad to be. I think you might be our first like author. Well, I guess not because Sam, I guess, was an author when he had written that. So I guess you're the second. Um, I was really excited. I was like first, but I think the first one that uh, writes uh, books about alcohol. So there you go. You can claim the mantle of that one. Great. Put it on my resume. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I don't know how much of a boost it's going to give you, but <laughs> you might be like, Where, where why are you? What show is that? Um, why don't you kind of begin by telling the listeners, you know, a little bit about yourself and kind of what got you into writing about spirits? Okay. Um, so, well, where does it start? I guess it, it started really for me in uh, 2009. I moved to Boston. I put myself through grad school. At, I was at Emerson and I was living and working in Somerville, which is a little city outside of Boston, um, kind of near Cambridge. Um, tends to be an area people know a little better. But I got a job at a restaurant to put myself through school and I was studying writing in school. And because of that, I kind of found my second love, which was hospitality. So I started as a host. I soon became a server. By 2012, I was on the bar. By 2013, I was the bar manager. Um, So I really took it and ran with it. And then I opened a craft cocktail focused um, bar called River Bar in... 2014 with my friend Lauren Victor, who ended up writing Drink Like a Bartender with me in 2017. So we met when she was a server and I was a host in 2009 and we're still really close. And 
so in 2017, we wrote Drink Like a Bartender. And at that point, I was a general manager. And I just saw that I was happiest in my life professionally behind the bar. And I had lost a, a piece of what I loved about working in restaurants by becoming a full-time manager. So I went back to bartending and switched companies. And of course, I don't know if either of you have worked in restaurants before, but once you have a manager on your resume, they're going to ask you to manage again. Um, so I ended up being their lead bartender, which was great because it kind of tapped into all that creative energy again for me. And I helped with um, cocktail development, staff education, uh, creating cocktail specials. Um, and then uh, COVID hit and I was furloughed in March of 2020. I did go back to restaurants when we were able to do table service again. Um, but at that point I just felt like kind of like an old cop just being like, I'm too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> and I did have these degrees in writing. So I wanted to focus on kind of making that happen for myself. And I was fortunate enough that uh, Simon and Schuster who had published drink, like a bartender got in touch with me to help Ashley craft finish uh, the unofficial Disney parks drink recipe book. Um, and then her follow-up Epcot edition. And then they actually got in touch with me to complete Nectar of the Gods with Liv Albert. Um, so I wrote all 75 recipes while she created these awesome concepts. So she'd come to me and be like, Agamemnon's bathwater, it's got to be red. You know, like otherwise, other than that, like go crazy. Or, you know, Pandora's box, it's just got to have like, you know, chunks of stuff in it. It's just got to be dark and loaded with stuff. So she was awesome to work with. Um, and I'm really excited to see this. Sarah Richard is the really amazing um, artist behind all this artwork. I recommend checking her out as well as Liv. So yeah, that was a, a ramble, but that's, that's Taya. <laughs> <laughs> so like, where do you get your uh, ideas for recipes? Is it just kind of a creative whim that happens or are you just like a mad scientist that sits in the kitchen until you're like, Oh, that actually tastes good. Let's go with that. It's a little bit of both. Honestly. Um, I learned a lot from my last boss, his name is Max Toasty. He owns the restaurant group that, or he's co-owner of the restaurant group that I last worked for. And he was really good at keeping costs down. And his suggestion for starting cocktail development was like, taste a little bit of what you're, what you're going to mix with in a shot glass. And then what's your second thought? Like, is it something like a squeeze of lime juice? Is it um, a liqueur or whatever? And add a dash, how do they pair together? And right away you can be like, oh, like that doesn't work. And you've wasted almost nothing. And then you can start over. So I start all of my cocktail mixing with that process, thanks to Max. Um, and with the Nectar of the Gods, like I said, Liv gave me great parameters for each cocktail. And so that was really helpful, especially because um, she wrote this in, I think, maybe nine weeks. And I wrote my portion in five weeks. So I literally woke up every day, had coffee, walked the dog, had some food and just started drinking alcohol. Because like she, you know, like she was write, writing, you know, so she could write content and, you know, if she's writing all day, it's whatever. But like, I'm like, I need to be doing like how many cocktails per day? Like I can't wait until five o'clock. Yeah, um, it's five o'clock somewhere. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So I would, and I would get, um, you know, I would definitely get drunk and um, 
accidentally drunk and I'd have to sit down and I'd eat goldfish and sit on the couch and drink a bunch of water. Oh man. Accidentally. Yeah. Accidentally. You, say accidentally you, gotta, you gotta switch that to cheese. It's tail. <laughs> goldfish. Oh. A goldfish all the way. No, 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 no. Cheez Its are Cheez Its are the no, no, we're not bougie. Cheez Its no, are the number one drunk snack of all time. Beside <laughs> behind maybe like pizza or something, but grab a box of Cheez Its. They'll do you wonders over goldfish, I promise. All right, I'll try it. Next book. Reduced fat Cheez Its to be specific. <laughs> all right. They taste better. All right. It tastes better. Yeah. So you're reduced fat. I am reduced fat because I'm shredded. But um, you're not. Yeah, I am. I've literally seen you like naked at my house. You're not shredded. Shredded. I promise I'm shredded. Like roast beef. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a lean cut of roast beef, like a flame mignon. Uh, Anyways, uh, Taya, I don't want to. I don't want to ramble on about my what I. The fact I look like a trophy when my shirt's (laughs) off. Anyways. You know, you, I, you I am to say that I look like a god. You could have just said I look like a deity, but you, you know, you had to say a trophy. Yeah, like the Oscars trophy. That's what I compare it to. Um, <laughs> but I, I do want to, I do want to talk about what was the inspiration behind the mythological aspect to uh, Nectar of the Gods, and why? What made you want to go down that route? I know we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but I'm super into the show Lucifer right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kind of am dipping my toes into that aspect of, of you know, mythology and and all the biblical stuff. But what is like? Do you have a passion for that, or is that just something that just happens? Yeah. So that was. I mean, it's a little bit of both. So um, I did have a passion for it before I was approached by Simon and Schuster and Adams Media, um, but they didn't know that they just were like, Hey, we need someone to to help with this. Do you like mythology? And I was like, <laughs> heck yes. Um, but also, you know, like to be fair, if someone's like, do you like this? We're giving you a book deal. I would have been like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good <Yeah>. point. <laughs> do you um, like spoiled pork rinds? Like, oh, you talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, delicious. Cocktails, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, as a kid, so I was, I was raised without religion. Um, but I had all these mythology books that I don't know where they came from, what relative had given them to us, but I was super into those growing up. Um, and then I, my public school was terrible. So my parents sent us to a nearby private school, which was Catholic. So um, I had to pass religion classes. Um, and so I started studying um, Catholicism for the first time in my life. And I'm, you know, took some theology classes in college and folklore classes. And I'm just really interested in, in what makes up so much ancient belief systems. So this Super was a interesting. Really cool. Yeah. Project for me. So it was a really happy coincidence um, for sure. You got to watch uh, the, uh, or read and or watch the Percy Jackson books slash movies. They're so good. Have you read or watched American Gods by Neil Gaiman? I have not. I'm going to uh, write it down, though. I So I read it a while ago, and then they put out a show a few years ago, and I just had um, my my ex loved it, and he wanted me to watch it with him. But I had all these 
images in my head from reading it. So I couldn't get into the show. So I actually stopped watching the show, but I know people really loved it. So I don't think it was done poorly. I just think that I had it, you know, you know, when, when you read a good book, you just can't watch the movie. Yeah. Well, I don't read a whole lot, but yeah, I, I, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, he, he's I, picking Percy Jackson. He could have gotten clash of the Titans, immortals, Troy. And there's so many good Greek mythology. I mean, 300. There's yeah. so many good movies out there. Yeah, they're so. Fun. Is that Greek mythology? Kind of. No, I don't. That I'm actually. It's not a true story, but it's they add some mythological pieces to it, like this, like the movie. Um, Troy's kind of the same way. Yeah, but with Percy, I, they actually have like Zeus, and I know Clash of the Titans does as well, and Immortals, especially because Henry Cavill's in there. But they have Zeus, Poseidon, and I don't know. I just I read the books when I was a kid. I I, I was I enjoyed them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've always been into that kind of stuff. Yeah. The Percy Jackson books when I was in like sixth grade fire, I was obsessed with them. <laughs> they, uh, there was a movie, I forgot who was, it was, I don't know. It was recently. It's it was, it was, I don't know. I forgot it. Sorry. Yeah, no, they, they cast it for a, a TV show for Percy Jackson, which it's probably going to be made for like mid teens, but I'm going to watch it hundred yeah. percent. Can't wait for it. Um, what other th- type of things are you into besides like drinking and writing about it? Oh, um, that's a good question. Um, that's why well, I, I like writing in general. So I really, you know, I kind of write for hire. I actually just got a full-time job that starts on Tuesday in copywriting for a travel company. So I'm really excited because I get to travel for free with them. So Hell yeah, there are worse things than that. Traveling is very high on my list of of great loves. Um, I really like being outside. I love animals, um, and yeah, those, that's those are the big things. I also love, um, you know, binging trashy TV, good TV, whatever. Lucifer, there Lucifer. it is. I'm yeah, I'm, right. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. What uh, what do you uh, what's your go to drink? What do you what are you drinking? Right now or just in life? Just in life right now, whatever. I mean, you know, if it's bourbon, if it's whiskey, if it's not, whatever, whatever it is that you're reaching for. So I have to be honest, I, um, at seven 30, I was like, what am I going to drink for this? And I went <laughs> into my liquor cabinet, which is extensive because you have to imagine that since September of 2020, I consulted on two books. I co-authored one book and I've been writing for a local magazine. I do a monthly, um, recipe for them. And I was doing cocktail development for a CBD company with their seltzer waters. So like my liquor collection is just massive. And I was like looking and the only whiskey I had, the only whiskeys I had were rye. And I was like, I looked at my boyfriend. I was like, I don't have any bourbon because I drink it because that's what I like. That's what I'm like. What am I going to drink? Oh, I'm just going to have bourbon. It's literally I like to call. I I mean, I call Buffalo Trace Mother's Milk, um, but because I can. Yeah water yeah and he was like just go buy something and i couldn't believe you know i was listening to your your episode with carissa we were talking about how hard buffalo trace is to find in mm-hmm. a lot of states i couldn't believe i could even find it like i was ex- i didn't know what to expect at the store so i got two bottles <laughs> wow good for you oh yeah so i guess the short answer is i'm always like if i'm going to sip on something it's usually a bourbon i really like rye as well i appreciate and respect scotch um but i had this bad experience where and i don't think it was related but um 
I had the uh, High West Campfire whiskey. Have you guys had that? Yes, sure have. And not a scotch, but very scotch-like. And um, is it right? It's not technically a scotch, is it? No, it's, it's, yeah, it's a mix of bourbon, rye, and scotch. Yeah, so I had that. And then the same night, I got a migraine. And I have had a really hard time drinking scotch ever since then. I'll do it. Um, yeah, so- I, there's like weird things in scotch, like the 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 chemical composition of it is is very different and so like even i if i drink too much scotch i will feel it the next day where i can drink half a bottle of bourbon and feel nothing yeah yeah absolutely um it's kind of like drinking a good bourbon i like into drinking a high quality tequila where it's like i think a lot of people associate tequila with like their college years at that time they got so drunk and threw up for yeah, taste bad. but it's like you were drinking probably garbage tequila if you drink something that's high quality it's like so much different <laughs> you know yeah like jose cuervo yeah 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 i don't drink tequila period oh yeah no i don't is drink it, clear okay it, is it bad that when you said you were looking into your liquor cabinet at 7 30 i at first i thought you meant 7 30 this morning <laughs> <laughs> asking for that because i was like oh i used to get up and drink uh, <laughs> um but yeah. and, and in the back of my head i'm like yeah i kind of do that too sometimes you have a breakfast rum well it's like what are you well what am i going to look forward to later you know when it's appropriate to, to have a cocktail yeah but, I, I agree it's like six o'clock you're fucked up and you're like god the day's over already like, <laughs> then you go to bed get a I nice see, 10 hours of sleep i see three michael scott's running around on the tv right now this is weird <laughs> Yeah. No, nah, office is overrated. Way overrated. You go play in traffic, Connor. <laughs> it overrated show. That's saying we don't have to discuss it. It just I think it's overrated. So if you had to pick one of the cocktails out of your uh out of your book, which is the one that you're like, that's the one if you try one of the seventy five that you should do? That's a really good question. I'm gonna thumb through this a little if you I mean, there's so many, um, and there's so many that I'm proud of. Um, you know, I really do like the, the title cocktail, um, the nectar of the gods. It's got a hundred ingredients in it (laughs) and, um, you can see how long does that take to make? Oh, not that long. You just have to get like brandy, coconut water, or honey syrup that you have to make, which is just water and honey. It's not that hard. Dry curacao, pineapple juice, lime juice, maraschino, cherry syrup, uh, raw cane sugar, lime, uh, half a lime, because you're going to souffle the lime. (laughs) Maraschino, cherry, and then some pistachios, which you get to crush and use as garnish too. So like, it's just like, you know, they were like, make something decadent that like, you know, it's got to be good. And that's really yummy. It's like, it's a tiki drink, really. Um, and so I'm I'm really into that. I have one for Zeus um, with uh, a sumac Greek yogurt, which was fun to work with. I got to get wow. really weird with this drink, which I was just like, I just like had so much fun with it. Um, I like the Calypso's Ice uh, Island Ice Tea. I just think the name of it is cool. It's cool too. And, you know, like she said, we talked or in her little chart for me, she had been like a Long Island iced tea variation. And I was like, mm. but, you know, but that's part of why she brought me in. And I was like, well, what if I make it 
bomb and beautiful, she's not going to say anything about it. And that was really cool because Liv really trusted me um, to just make some super yummy drinks. And I went for it. Um, Yeah. So is there any in here that you... So here's like a question. And this is like, I don't know if this is like a weird question, but you make 75 drinks. Do you love all of them or do you just know some of them work? Um, I... No, I don't love all of them. I don't. And it's like very similar, I think, for in any kind of art. I think that, um, you know, in the same sense that anytime I read something that I've written, whether it's a poem or a chapter of the novel I've been working on for seven years or. Oh, um, we got to talk about that after this. <laughs> like an art, a review of like, you know, Makers 46 versus the original Makers Mark. Like, I'm always going to be like. Mm, I could use some work, you know, like, and I think that people who, who are their harshest critics, it's hard, but that's why they tend to put out high quality stuff because they're always revising and trying to improve. And I consider myself my harshest critic. Um, so no, I don't love all of them. Um, so from that perspective, right? Like, how do you, cause like we're getting into like the real creative and stuff about, about, you know, especially with cocktails, how do you go, even if you don't love it, you're like, this is still one that we should put out. Well, um, I, I have to remember that it, this book isn't, um, you know, it's not only for me, it's for a lot of different people. And, um, I think that when you're able to make a lot of things and get super creative behind the bar in your own house, you can kind of lose sight of what the average person wants to do. You know, like not everyone wants to make their own or or whatever. Um, and so I kind of have to stop and be like, okay, but is this something that um, the average person is going to enjoy and be stoked that they just made it in their kitchen? And it's like, yeah, because it's a good cocktail. It's just not something that like, um, you know, I don't know. Again, harshest critic. I'm proud of all the drinks in this book. It's just, I'm sure that if, if like I just said, Oh, I love the nectar of the gods. I'm sure if I made that tonight, I'd be like way too much pineapple juice. It's it's tougher <laughs> with cocktails. It's tougher yeah. with cocktails. Cause cocktails are so like with whiskey. I feel like if you really, you could give someone a bad whiskey, but if you talk about it the right way, you can make someone be like, Oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. But with cocktails, you can't really do that. Cause it's, there's, they're so distinct in flavor, like a, a Russian, a, a white Russian is not going to taste like a whiskey sour. So like, if yeah. I just don't like white Russians, you're not going to convince me. Like, I just don't really right. like the taste whiskey for the most part. Like if you were to put it like neat whiskey and especially bourbon into a, it tastes, it all tastes very similar. Yeah. There's just different notes that you pick out on each of them. Yeah. Um, but with cocktails, that's tough. Like you can't do that. If If you hand me something like a, I don't know, um, like a green tea shot, which is probably my go-to at the bar. Yeah. Like if I'm getting shots, it's green tea shots. And then you hand me like a, uh, like a, I don't know, what's another, what's another shot like that? Like a, a lemon drop is something you would take. Probably. I'm probably honestly, but like, if, and then you, again, you hand me like a white Russian, something that I know I probably won't like. It's like, I just don't like the taste of it. Yeah. You get, you get so like, but other people might. Other yeah. people might. So, yeah, it was really uh, funny when I was in in Florida recently. Um, you know, I'm sitting at the bar and 
talking to people about, you know, the podcast and all this. And then they're looking at my drink and like, what? That's not bourbon. I'm like, first of all, calm down. It's like two o'clock and 95 degrees outside right now. Um, I will, I will smash rum runners though. Like I, like you go to like a good bar in Florida where they know how to make them. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. But I don't like rum. Yeah. So go figure. Yep. I mean, a well-crafted drink, I think, can can trick people into drinking something that they don't normally reach for. Um, but it has to have, to Connor's point, it has to have other tasting notes that they do that mm-hmm. doesn't up to them. Like, I, yeah. actually, I actually had an old-fashioned, uh, so uh, this is going to be a shocker. Uh, so I'm a Florida boy, and I had the one of the best Cuban cuisine places I've ever been, and I just discovered this, is in Louisville. Okay. It is. I. I. It. It. All, it hurts me to even say this. Um. They make an old fashioned with rum and couldn't taste the rum. It was very good. Uh. The food was phenomenal. You had to roll me out of there. I was like fat as fat could be. Uh. But I mean, it's crazy. Like when you're saying that, it, you if it's made the right way, you might not even know what alcohol you're drinking because the flavor composition is taking over, and you really don't know until your head's spinning. Yeah, absolutely. So, what's when talking about uh, straight or neat whiskey? What do you are you grabbing Buffalo Trace? Is that what you're grabbing, or what do you what do you prefer? Um, I, I there's really I mean any of it, and I like to try new stuff too. So, um, I find if I'm if I go to a bar and I see a bottle I've never had before, I'm going to ask for that neat, um, and if I see a bunch of stuff I've had. I'm going to go for Buffalo Trace probably or, or something similar because um, I'm, I'm not trying to break the bank at a bar. <laughs> um, you know, there's so, so yeah, I mean, and, and I do, I do really like rye too. So it, it really just depends on my mood and the weather to your, to your point, Paul, about 95 degrees. So you don't always want. There's going to be ice in it when it's hot. So yeah. I, I can't drink scotch in the summertime because I feel like scotch is heavy. It's a it's a yeah. cold weather drink to me. Yeah, which is why we're going to Scotland, especially, especially Isla. So I mean, you can get away with drinking like a like a Macallan uh, sherry cask. Like you can get away with drinking Maybe. something like that, but like drinking like an Ardbeg in July. Yeah, no. it gives me a headache just thinking about it. Honestly. Yeah. But are you? But you're not a. Are you a Scotch girl or? Like I, I know, I know you said you're you had a bad experience, but our, I guess a better question is: Would you be willing to experiment with scotch now? Oh, Good scotch. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely try it again. Um, I just have to like, um, you know, get my head in the right place, I guess, because I get you know when you it's kind of like the um, placebo effect. You start to get like get yourself all worked up, and nothing bad's happening. No, what needs to happen? I need to come up to Providence, and we need to get scotch together. Scotch. Scotch and and cigars. I'm you're speaking you, my language. <laughs> have you made any uh, cocktails in any of the books uh, with scotch? Um, there is there a scotch cocktail? I don't think there's a scotch cocktail in Nectar of the Gods. There is a scotch cocktail in the book. I'm not allowed to talk about. So, Uh-oh. oh, can we talk about that novel that you just brought up a few minutes ago? Oh yeah. Let's talk uh, about that. What's the novel about? Oh, so um, we have already discussed how to pronounce my name, Taya. 
Um, I was named after, this is true. I was named after a woman that my grandfather dated um, in Austria after he uh, served in the war. Um, So he was stationed outside of Vienna for two years. He was dating a woman named Taya. He, because of the GI Bill, was able to go to school. So they, you know, were like, hey, we're ready for you. And he just went right back to America and he met and married my grandma and started a family. Um, so Taya got left behind, but my mother, who was his first child is named Carol, but apparently he wanted to name her Taya and Nana was like, yeah, no. Um, yeah, that, that, that doesn't, that, that seems Uh, like, yeah, (laughs) that's a bad call on his part. I'm going to name you after my ex-girlfriend. Dude, imagine. Even the fact that you're named after her, it's like, man, that's, that's bold. So I I ended up with her name and I knew the story all along and it just kind of plagued me. And then when I was 20, um, 23, I think he passed and I never really asked him about it. And I regretted it for a while. And in 2015, I quit my job and I um, traveled through Europe for two months, retracing his infantry step and started a novel awesome. sort of fictionalizing my story and fictionalizing their love story. And um how she got to Vienna and, and or outside of Vienna and how they met and why they separated. And I've been beating myself up about that. And that's funny because I did find this picture of her. Nana had it actually. So first, before anything, Nana is the coolest. She's an icon. She's 92 years old. She's like tougher than anyone, you know? And so she's, you know, like she's the one, she always says you should have been named. Nice. um, She's her name is Gretchen. She always said we should have named you Gretchen because we're so similar. But um, so but this is Taya um in a field Uh somewhere in Austria. So I did get a picture of her, but obviously I never found out much more information. Even I was about to ask, did you try and find her? Yeah, I don't have a last name, and you know, the year, you know, he but he went from fighting and winning the war to just he just stayed in Austria. So um it was such a hectic time in in Europe she could really could have come from anywhere and and even when I've traveled through Europe and introduced myself and everyone's always like oh what's that name I'm like you guys are supposed to know you guys are supposed to tell me where this name comes from um <laughs> and no one really has a straight answer except um there was a man who owned a Airbnb uh sorry bed and breakfast in uh Margraten in the Netherlands and he told me that he believed that it was um, a Dutch name uh, and he was sure of it. So other than that person, I just don't, I just don't know where it came from. I don't know where she came from. So I'm just creating the story in my, in my head and, and on paper or it sounds like a movie about to happen. I hope so. I mean, that's the, I, and it's also, it's really frustrating because it's so close to, to being done and I'm just like get in my own way. So <laughs> are they in does the end do they end together or are you going full no, on? No, no, you gotta read the book, Paul, obviously. I just, You're not tell us. I will tell you really funny. I saw so I watched Lord of the Rings and I never read the books and I skipped to the end of the book to see how it ended. And then watched the movie and then read the book. Oh wow. So, I, oh, that's a I, weird way to do it. I cheat. It's fine. There's only one I've read like two books. Outside of that, I don't like to read either. Um, just uh, and both of them, they mo- turn into movies, and both movies sucked. Um, it's very depressed. It's depressing. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Abraham yeah. Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. 
You read that? Wait, you read amazing. that book? Yeah, it's an amazing book. It's a lot. The movie it. was terrible. I the watched the movie. Sucked. The movie. The movie was was a uh, was an absolute embarrassment and shit all over what the book actually was because the book was actually the book actually it's a historical fiction. It basically talks about like it poses the South were a lot was controlled by vampires. Mm-hmm. And slavery was a means for them to quietly keep control while also feeding. Yeah. And so it was this wild idea of that, right? And then Abraham Lincoln's mother was actually killed by a vampire. She didn't actually like die. It's all this kind of like, but it's historical in how they walk and progress through and everything like that. So um, that's where it's really was really interesting. Uh, and so the movie was just dog shit. Um, and it, yeah, and especially like there's like this whole thing where he has a friend who like there's like then good vampires that you know help with the in the in the north, and it's just weird. Like it's weird, but it's really cool. And I, I'm like a sucker for all that kind of shit. Uh, like Underworld. Uh, I do love Kate Beckinsale, so yeah, that yeah. didn't hurt that she was wearing tight leather for three straight movies. Uh, yeah. Um, but I like all that kind of stuff. And then the other one was World War Z, and again, movie sucked. And the book is unreal. Okay, good to know. That's I'll the book. The, World War Z was a good movie. What are you no, talking about? It, not if you read the book, it's not. Like the book absolutely shits on the movie. The movie I, didn't include so much stuff. I have, but that doesn't that. mean it's a bad movie, though. Yeah, it does. It was a great movie. That was a cool ending of World War Z. We're going to walking agree. through the hallway. I don't even remember the ending, honestly. I don't even remember the movie. I just remember that it was crap. <laughs> a lot of people who read the book said that, though. That That's very common. Yeah. The book was a bunch Trying of Trying to say, like, people with, like, leukemia or something like that, are they, they don't they don't eat them because they, they're dying inside. I'm just like, what the hell? It's not how that shit goes. It's not what happened in the books. <laughs> they, all, they cut out all the dog heroes and all that stuff. It's amazing. Cut out like the killing the zombies in the ocean and the submarines. Some, wow. Come on, the president is hiding on like an air force carrier in the middle of the Pacific. This is great. This is great content. That is great. You should no. make another World War Z movie. We right. We should. You could also remake Lord of the Rings too and add Tom Bombadil, <laughs> quality character that we left out. Quality. <laughs> You're a nerd, man. I am a nerd. <laughs> I'm a very big nerd when it comes to movies and stuff. Not get started about Marvel. Go. No, no, it's. I could talk about that forever. Hey, look, they have given away for Tony Stark's comeback to life because of the uh, multiverse. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. I do. I want. I want Iron Man back. Anyway, sorry, we have really went off the rails on this. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oops. Connor and I just. They don't agree on a lot. <laughs> Apparently, when it comes to movies, you probably think I Am Legend's a bad movie. No. Okay. Well, we agree on that then. Uh, so, I wonder if she could make a cocktail called Connor's Thumbs. Oh, did you have that written down in your notes that you wanted to mention that today on the no, podcast? No, there's no or? notes. There's no notes in front of me. I just, you know, I just you started thinking, thinking about, about that all day. Yeah. How am I going to get Connor's Thumbs into this uh, podcast? I'm waiting for it. What, uh, it happened. All right, Connor's thumbs. I'm gonna write that down. 
What would be in it? What do you visualize there? Do you need like? It needs to be ugly. (laughs) Okay, well, in a big glass, maybe it looks ugly, but it tastes very sweet. (laughs) Okay, all right. It looks ugly, but tastes amazing. Just put black um, food, like a dye, like coloring in it, so it looks disgusting. But then it tastes like the most scrumptiousescent cocktail I've ever had. I'm in it. I'm into this. Yeah, we'll do activated charcoal. That's what they all say. They're into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Taya. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. This is where Bourbon After Dark just starts creeping into Bourbon with Friends, just slowly. I'm tired. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm tired. I played golf today. Oh. Oh, you didn't get to work today. Golf today. I played golf after work. Wow. Oh. Yeah. It was. I did a quick nine, and it was. Uh, not good i'm not good i'm not good at golf but i try so i think i shot a uh plus 130 on on nine (laughs) plus 130 on but we but we're gentlemen so if you're double par that's where we stop it that's where we stop scoring so i i was getting eights on everything hey connor should we play at st andrews when we go to scotland probably yeah yeah I think we should plan that. We should definitely make time and do that. Even if it's nine. I I mean, I would do it. It's only, you only need two hours. Plus us, just us two. You just... Have you seen that course? No. Is two it... hours to finish three holes. They got yeah. sand dunes the size of my house. Oh, I, then we're playing best ball because I am just <laughs> we're everything. playing best ball with each other. Yeah. <laughs> So if you, I'm assuming you're probably better than me. So we're playing off your ball unless I hit it. I, I used to be really good at golf. I haven't played in years. I think you guys should live stream it. It's not I a bad idea. I definitely think we should live stream it because you want to see just comedy and action. Yeah. It's going to be me and Connor hitting balls onto a fairway. That's the size of his thumb. And then like trying <laughs> to go find them. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that, We could sell the rights to that. We probably get a Netflix special. Yeah. Look out world. We should, Taya. Will you write a screenplay on that movie? Sure. Yeah. No problem. Sure. There we go. We got a screenplay. A screenplay writer already. Yeah. With friends, the Scotland extended edition, (laughs) the ultimate edition, (laughs) uncensored. Beep. What the beep? (laughs) Ball. Don't you want to go on your hole, ball? Don't you want to go home? I'm a pretty na- I'm pretty nasty at putting. What I'm not good at uh, is anything with irons. I can't do that. I can drive it semi decently, hit it with my fairway and hybrid okay half the time. But if I, you know, if I use any type of iron, it's just I don't know where it's going. I I, I just close my eyes and hope for the best. <laughs> but so to tell us a little bit about what you can about what's coming next for you. I know you said you're doing. Um, I know you said you're going to do some stuff with uh with uh travel and you know what's kind of the next chapter of of what you're going to bring to the table whether it's from cocktails to writing to travel to making cocktails while traveling you know all of the above. Okay, so um so yeah, I mean, I guess look for an, another uh book from me next year. Um it'll be just me, which is exciting. It's a first. And I'm going to continue to work on that novel. Um, I do start my new job full time on Tuesday. So hopefully I'll be traveling within six months. And um, 
just focusing on progressing uh, in my writing career. I am pitching a couple other ideas to the same publisher for solo cocktail book um, concepts. So hopefully I can be talking to you about that in a, in yeah. a year or so again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm good. I guess, I guess actually for cocktails, I'll be a little quieter for the next couple months. I'll be more focused on travel and my copywriting job and, um, getting back on my feet in that sense. And, um, hopefully more cocktail books to follow. If not, I do, um, a monthly cocktail recipe for Motif magazine, which is a Rhode Island, uh, local, uh, magazine. And you, (laughs) Well, what we'll have to do when the next book comes out, I'll come up and Connor and I will will just come. We'll hang out and uh, you can make some and we'll can actually drink it and talk about it while we do the show because that would be really fun. I love that. Yeah. Wait, where are you in Florida now? I'm in Kentucky. Okay. All right. I was thinking, can you make like a, is it possible to make like a whiskey children's book? Okay. So I've, I've pitched um mocktail recipe books aimed at kids um it doesn't get through because they don't want to encourage kids to drink and they feel like if Uh, which is interesting because like as a someone who worked in hospitality i had so many adorable little kids that would like look up at you and be like can i just have a mocktail and it's like yeah they just want a lemonade in like a fancy glass yeah like uh, they all are they just want a shirley temple with a cherry in it that's what they want exactly um, and like my friend has a, um, a son and I used to, he was, I mean, we used to live near each other and he was eight at the time. Um, but you know, we used to make cocktails in her, at her home bar and he would, um, make himself like a mocktail and he had certain ingredients he was allowed to use that didn't have alcohol. And he would feel like a, an adult for 20 minutes and mix something that usually tasted disgusting, but was like fun, you know? But yeah, I mean, I have I've tried and it it's not received well. So I don't think it teaches kids necessarily to drink because I think if you take the allure of alcohol away, kids don't give a shit as much when it gets put in front of them. You know, like it's yeah. it's the it's always when you're growing up, it's the things that you don't think you're supposed to do that's fun because you do it, and if you get away with it, then it's you know it's even more fun. So yeah. that's why beer never tastes as good. Than beer you drink before you're 21. That's or whiskey, or whiskey, I, I suppose. But uh, whiskey tastes good anyway. All right, final question. This is probably the most important question of everything. When you get your novel done, mm-hmm. and it ultimately becomes a movie, yeah. who is the stars that you envision playing your main characters in your book? Oh. Uh, because if they made a Bourbon with Friends movie, Ryan Reynolds would have to play me because I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's a really. Oh, yeah. And Idris Elba would have to play me. Call you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. And I don't think um, I don't think it plays that well, but I'm a huge Jennifer Aniston fan. Um but I don't think that she would work in this kind of movie. And I, you know, I'm not sure Just if, if, when you see them, when you're writing and you see the face of someone playing it, who, who is it? It doesn't matter if it's realistic or not. I just want to know how you vision it. I can cry on command, by the way. <laughs> so Connor's the male lead. Oh, <laughs> there we go. But in the thirties and forties, um, 
So I actually, I guess it's tough because I do have pictures of my grandfather in those in those years. So he is mm-hmm. the face that I see when I'm uh, writing his character. Um, the the Taya um, fictional character is um, not glamorous, uh, short curly hair, but sort of like more of a empathetic um very endearing warm kind of person she's like a protector she's um a lover but she also has like a fighter in her as well Mm -hmm. Um, so I think a lot of it a lot of her beauty kind of comes from that and and her eyes I see um she has a sister that's a that's a real tough tough character I don't have any idea who would play her um and then you know there's a fictionalized version of me so in my head it's me you know as I'm writing um just having like um more adventurous adventures than I actually had when I was um all all alone in Europe for two months (laughs) so so I guess the answer is I don't know (laughs) I know who plays um I know who plays the way you just described I forgot her name um Taya, yeah. OG Taya is what I call yeah, her. Yeah, OG Taya. Yeah, I guess if you're named after her, I should I should remember that. Um, <laughs> Kathy Bates sounds like a good one. Oh yeah, uh, maybe that's how you described it. Short, curly hair, empathetic, like, like yeah. old Kathy Bates. Like what the shit? She's she a teenager, bro. They have the they have the things now. She's a great actor. Oh, God bless. Connor's you're done forever. No, you teenager, just like they did De Niro. Oh, by the way. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. All right. Let's put that out there real quick. Rest yeah. in peace, Ray Liotta. One of the most iconic characters of all time in Goodfellas. But um, yeah, Kathy Bates. And then I'll play the male lead. There you go. Um, I think we're done. I think that's like we just cast the movie and we're good. Yeah. That's the cast it. of the movie. I'm very. No, please. God, no. Hello, Hollywood. <laughs> you, know, you know who I think? Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. Mm-hmm. Wait, I might have to look her up. Do I know her? Oh, I do love Carrie Russell. You take a little bit of the makeup off. She's got that. She's got that look. I um, think we have the same birthday. And for the guy, like it's that kind of a movie. You just got to go there. Like you got to either go like Ryan Gosling or Chris Evans. Yeah, that's sort of very classic. Um, and and like my grandpa had like really thick, uh, full head of hair. Um, there's also, um, you know, there's a lot of, um, religion in it, in that, in a sense of loss of religion is one of the themes or loss of faith. And, um, my grandfather was, uh, raised Jewish and lost his faith during the war. So there's, you know, it would be cool to have, uh, Jewish actors and actresses as well. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not Jewish, but I'll do it. So I mean, I'll, I'll... shut up, Connor. Think so let me let me at least let me play um, a background character. Or there's something. other male roles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, just... you need like a tall, handsome. You're not like, tall. Six foot. I need a tall, okay. handsome. This podcast is over. We're done. <laughs> Connor's just done. like a presidential type of character. I can do yeah. that. Listen, like Connor. Just stop. (laughs) Sit there and be quiet. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Let everybody know where they can follow you, find you, and get your book. Sure. So my Instagram is the same as my TikTok. It's uh, Angsty Taya. Angst is my last name with a Y at the end. E-N-G-S-T-Y Taya, T-H-E-A. 
And I've got recipes on Instagram and TikTok. I've got just like fun videos just for, you know, like some cute ones of my dog, who's awesome, my cat, if you like animals. Um, And my books are available wherever Simon & Schuster books are available, which are the big boys. So like Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Target. If you go to a local bookstore, just ask for it. They'll order some for you, um, which makes me look really good. So if you do that, that would be great. Um, you can also download them uh, as eBooks as well. Um, so just go for it. And if you go to my Instagram, there's a link in the bio to purchase through Amazon as well. It's Nectar of the Gods. We'll throw the link in the show notes as well. Taya, thank you so much for joining us, for telling us your story. I'm sure we will have you on again soon. Connor, it's always pl- pleasure with your delirious brain. And uh, <laughs> everyone remember, Bourbon with Friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.